0: Go way back there into the back to 1 Peter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. Now, if you've been here the last few weeks, we've been talking about honor. We're going to keep talking about honor this Sunday and probably next Sunday too, just to get this on the inside of every one of us, that it's very important, the honor principle, that we honor what God says to honor and we'll be blessed And even when we place honor on mankind, like God says, it's as if we're honoring God himself. And you say, when we honor other people, absolutely. And so God is the originator of authority. And so we just got to follow what God says in his words. And so today, guys, I I believe for each one of us in here, this will hit home with you today. We're going to do some things today, what I call kingdom or godly character building in every one of us. And so get ready, you're going to have the opportunity to say amen, oh oh me, or even ouch this morning. 2 Peter, or 1 Peter, chapter 2, 1 Peter 2, let's begin in verse number 13. Therefore, submit yourself to every ordinance of man, oh happy day. Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man. The Amplified says to submit yourself to every human institution and authority of man. For the Lord's sake. For the Lord's sake. So I want you to understand this, guys. Once again, this was Father God's idea. This was His thought. Now, each one of us, we can only be responsible for our our own actions. So, I got to get a hold of this. Keep reading here. For the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to governors, as to those who are sent by him. Now, you got to get this, guys, right here. Understand that God has sent ones to this earth. Whether I like it or not, this is by Father God. Now, here in verse number 14. There's two categories. Let's keep reading. For the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. So guess what? You're going to fall underneath one of those categories right there. You're going to be one for the punishment of evildoers or for the praise of good. And it comes down to this. How well I honor and obey the authority that God Himself has established here on earth. And remember what it said to start with. Therefore, submit yourselves. Keep reading, verse 15. For this is the will of God, God's will, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. As free, yet not using liberty or freedom as a cloak for vice. And that word vice there means wickedness. And so when you read this here, it says... Your freedoms and my freedoms, guys, they exist for me not to live wickedly. They don't exist for me to live any way I want. But if you'll notice in there, the very next word is but. So keep reading. But we're to live as bondservants of God. I'm to live as a servant of God. So here's what happens. When we give our heart to Jesus, the bar is now raised for every one of us. The standards are raised for every one of us. And you're going to find out even when, when the scriptures talk about we're to die to ourselves every day. This is one of the things of growing up in the kingdom of God. And one way you're going to have to die, die to yourself and I have to die to myself is to submit to authority that God has placed here on this earth. And that comes in a form of mankind, human beings. Keep reading. As free yet not using liberty or freedom as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God, honor all people. Honor all people. Show them respect and treat them honorably. Now, I'm going to highlight something for you today. That word all. When it says, honor all people, I believe this is exactly what the word of God meant. And so, I I think this, guys, that we've got to get this in our heart. And maybe this is you today, or maybe this is somebody that you know, but they have the attitude, I'm better than other people. Now, guys, if you have that attitude, you really need to look at this, honor all people. And so every one of us, we're treated, we're we're created equal here in God's eyes. I know that doesn't happen in mankind's eyes, but this is God's recipe for me and you. We're to honor all people, even ones that that aren't godly. You know, me and Shelly were in a hurry the other evening, and we ran to a fast food place, and there was a young, young, young girl who was waiting on us. And if the success of that restaurant was dependent on her, they'd be out of business real quick. And you know, I'm, I'm telling you, she didn't want to wait, for, wait on you. She didn't want to assist you. She didn't want to help you. At one point, I wanted to say to her, listen, darling, I ought to be getting your paycheck because I'm doing your job. You didn't say that, Pastor. No, I didn't say it. I thought it. But then, you know what? I understood real quick. I'm to honor all people. It doesn't say if they are treating you good, they're treating... I'm just honoring them. So I sat there and looked and I thought, I don't know what kind of day she's had. She's probably been abused all day. And so I stayed very honorable toward her. I just kept honoring. You know why? Because this is the, God, the standard that God set. So He says, honor all people. Love the brotherhood. You know what the brotherhood is? It's the Christian fraternity. A lot of you didn't know you were in a fraternity, did you? Well, when you got born again, you became part of God's fraternity. And not only honor all people, we're to love the fraternity. We're to love the fellow believers. This is what he expects out of us. And look at the last thing. Fear God and honor the king. Verse 18. Servants. Be submissive to your masters with all fear. Now, we're going to highlight something here, the word servant. And some of you say, I ain't nobody's servant. Yeah, you are. Every one of us are somebody's servants. And so it says, servants, be submissive, not rebellious, to your masters with all fear. So here's the thing when it comes to this word called servant here. Who are you underneath? Who is your employer? Who is your boss? Who do you work for? And so this is what it begins to get to as far as we're servants. Now, how am I to honor them? How am I to be submissive to them? With all fear. You know what the fear is? It's just to stand in reverence in all of them. To be thankful and grateful. It goes on to say this. Not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. Now look at Peter's words here. First of all, he said, not only to the gentle or the good, that can mean kind or considerate, but to the harsh. Now I looked at every kind of translation that I could find, and today I'm reading out of the New King James. But listen at some of the words that define harsh in other translations. Bad, overbearing, unjust, crooked, wicked, unfair, dishonest, unreasonable. And right here, Peter says to us, that word of fear not only to the good, but to the harsh. Now, when I read this right here, you know what my first thought was? you got to be kidding, Lord. You got, I'm, I'm supposed to fear people that are harsh toward me? that are crooked, that are dishonest, that are wicked. And once again, you know what the Lord did? He set the bar really, really, really high for me and you. And once I gave my heart to Jesus, I fall underneath this. Now, is this easy? Absolutely not. If it was easy, I don't think He would mention it. So I believe this with all my heart. This is a wake-up call for us, guys. Every one of us. That you're going to be under someone's authority the rest of your life. And some of you young ones say today, I can't wait till I leave home. That way I don't have to tell, have anyone tell me what to do anymore. Well, if you think that way, you're breaking the 12th commandment. And the 12th commandment says, thou shalt not kid thyself. Because the rest of your life, you're going to be under some form of authority. And so I might as well get this in my heart right here. This is for each one of us. Verse 19. For this is commendable. The word commendable there means approved, acceptable, thankworthy. The New American Standard says, for this finds favor. What is commendable? Well, keep reading. If because of your conscience toward God, one endures grief and suffering for wrong. Now it's interesting right here, his wording. He said, what's commendable? That if you endure grief, pain, or being treated unjust, or suffering wrongfully, you're treated bad for no good reason, this becomes commendable. Now, I don't have to ask for a show of hands today, but just think in your life right now. Who are you around, maybe a boss, maybe an employer, that treats you harsh? That you've endured grief and pain. That you've been treated disrespectfully by them. Now keep reading here. Verse 20. For what credit is it if when you are beaten for your faults. Now highlight that. Your faults. If you are beaten for your faults, you take it patiently. In other words, when you mess up and you're corrected for this, you own up. You take it patiently. You say, I blew it. I was wrong. I didn't do what you ask. That's commendable in God's eyes. But look at the next part. But when you do good, when you do what's right, and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable by God. And so what he's saying here, when you do what's right, but you're punished for what you did, Go ahead and just take it patiently. This is commendable by God. And so what I begin to see here, guys, is I must begin to do everything I do toward God. I must say, okay, Father God, I'm going to honor you in this situation. Now, for for 20 years, or real close to 20 years of my life, I worked for a utility company. And maybe this will locate some of you. But for those 20 years... My dad had put it in me. If you are supposed to be at work at 8, then be there. Be ready to go at 8. In other words, don't come strolling in at 5 after, 10 after. And so for all those years of my life, I saw guys I worked with. They would come in anywhere from 2 or 3 after 8 to 10 after 8, 15 after 8, with no consequences. Now, it's easy to get over and become judgmental of that. But once again, i got to look in my heart and say, well, who am I doing this toward? Am I doing this to win the award of men? Or am I going to say, Father God, if I'm supposed to start at work today, I'm going to do that. I'm going to honor you in doing that. So I had guys that did that over and over and over. And these guys, in my eyes, they were lazy. They were time thieves. They were critical and very judgmental. Maybe you work at a place like that right now. But here's the thought for you today. You're not responsible for them. The only one you're responsible for is you. It's just you. So I'm working there for 20 years. And in the earlier years of my life, I didn't have no character, guys. I didn't have no integrity. I just did whatever I wanted. But when I got born again and gave my my heart to Jesus, I realized Jesus moved the standard up real high for every one of us. Now listen. If you're late to work, start being on time, okay? Just make that decision in your heart, because you're not representing just you're representing Father God. You know, you come into work late every day, and then you want to be Joe Witness? Well, think about that. You don't even honor where you work. So I go to work, and I'm working there for many years, and, and one day, one of the guys that worked with me, he was in a mess in a life. He had a number of kids and and he had made some horrible choices and his wife was on the verge of leaving him. And so one day I'm leaving and he catches me and he says to me, he said, listen man, I really need to talk to you. I need to ask you some things about what I can do. So I went back and I sat down and talked with him. Well, I go into the office that evening a little before five and our boss, he calls us in. And he looked at me and he said, Now, I'm going to ask both of you one question. All I want is a plain yes or no. He said, Did you take a longer break today than you were supposed to? And I looked at him and I knew what he was talking about. Someone had turned me in. They saw us and I took a long... And I looked at him and I said, Yes, sir, I did. Well, the other guy started making excuses and I just looked at him. So he said, we'll be, I'll be back in here in just a little bit. So the guy with me looked and he said... And why didn't you tell him we didn't do that? And I said, dude, I'm not gonna lie, okay? We did it. We were wrong. Well, you know what he said? I'm gonna tell on every one of those guys who do this, da 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 da. And I said, No, 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 no. We're the one that got caught doing it. They didn't. So they come back in, and you know what they tell me? We're gonna give you 15 working days off without pay. It wasn't, oh, thank you, Jesus. It wasn't a happy day. And so I looked, and you know what I said? If that's what you feel the punishment is due, then I'll accept it. Well, we walked out, and the guy with me, he was so mad that he said, I'm going to walk back in there, and I'm going to tell our boss everything these other guys are doing day by day by day. And I said, don't do it. Now, I don't want you to think I'm the superhero here because years ago I'd have done exactly what he did. But I realized, you know what? I can't control anybody but me, and this is what was happening. Now, listen. Did I think it was unjust? Did I think that I wasn't treated fairly? Absolutely. Absolutely I did. But the Lord says when this happens, this is commendable that you keep your heart right. So I kept my heart right, guys. Now let me read some more scripture and I'll fill in the rest of this story. So look what he goes on to say here. Verse 21. For to this you were called... For this you were called. In other words, you're different from everybody else. People that don't know Jesus, they don't understand this. You know, two weeks ago I had a guy say to me, Pastor, I've never heard this on honor. Well, I realized we've got to teach this stuff. And so for this you were called. Now look at here. Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us as an example that you should follow his steps. Verse 22, Jesus, who committed no sin, nor was deceit or guile, found in his mouth. Verse 23, who when he was reviled or insulted, he did not insult in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten or take vengeance, but he committed himself to him who judges righteously. And so what he's telling us right here, that when you go through certain things, you've been insulted. Don't return insult for insult. When you've suffered, how many of you ever said this or thought this? It's the last thing I do, I'm going to get even. This is what this is talking about. Don't threaten. In other words, he said there at the end, Jesus himself, he said, I'm going to turn it over to Father God. And the Lord says, vengeance is mine. And so when I begin to do this, guys, you know what I'm doing? I'm following the example that Jesus set. So here I get 15 days off without pay, and I'm driving home that day, and I'm thinking, oh boy, I can't wait to get home and tell Shelly I'm not going to work for 15 days. And so I walked in and I told her what happened, and of course she just looked and she said, you know what, God will honor us. God will take care of us. And so, you know, I, I had guys who worked with me. They'd show up and they'd say, man, they dogged you. They should have never done that to you. And i just say, yeah, what they did is what they did. And you know what happened in those 15 days I was off? I made more money than I would have if I'd have been going to work. That God blessed me with so many different ways to make money. Actually, the guy who got suspended with me, I hired him during those three weeks to go to work for me. To bless them too. And so you know what I looked here? God blessed me. God took care of me. And when I went back to work, this other guy, you know what he did? He said, I'll boycott everything they have from now on. Well, that's the love of God, isn't it? And so you know what I did? I walked in. I said to the Lord, I said, Father God, I'm going to pick up right where I left off. I walked back in and told the boys, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be here. And I never disrespected my boss. You know why? Because you've got to understand this, guys. Until you sit on this side of the table, you never know why they make the decisions they make. I must just respect authority. Now, you know what happened two years ago? That man who suspended me for 15 days, he died. He passed away. And when he passed away, you know who they called to do his funeral? And I was so honored to do it. You know why? Because I realized here, if if I try to replace God, if I try to take matters in my own hands, you know what God does? He steps back and says, okay, you go ahead and take vengeance. You go ahead and plot evil. You go ahead and try to get even. I'm backing out. And you know what i found in my own life? When I try to be God and take matters into my own hands, two things happen. I make a royal mess out of things. And I live miserably. How do you know that, Pastor? Because I've done that. I've done exactly that. Now keep reading here with me. Into uh, Let's go over a book to 1 first, first Peter 3. Just a page. Just a page. Verse number 8. First Peter 3, 8. Finally, all of you. I want to highlight that. All of you. You know what that tells me? Not one of us in this room are exempt from this. All of you, be. Be of one mind. Be united. Having compassion for one another. Love as brothers. Look at the next be. Be tenderhearted, Be courteous or humble. Now I look at all this and you know what the word be tells me? Don't just talk about it. Be. Don't be big talker, Betty Crocker. Be. Show it in your actions. Be united. Be loving. Be tender-hearted. Be humble. Not returning evil for evil or reviling or insult for insult. But on the contrary, blessing. Blessing. You know what the New American Standard says? But giving a blessing. Now look what he says next. That you were called to this. Now listen. If you'll pay attention there in verse 9. I can either return evil for evil. Or I can obey what God says. I can do insult for insult. Or I can do what God says. And when I do what God says. Look how verse 9 ends. Knowing that you were called to this. That you may inherit a blessing. That you may inherit a blessing. And so when I honor what Father God says. God's going to bless me. God's going to reward me. But when I don't honor what God says, guess what happens? I've now disqualified myself. I didn't say God disqualified me. I said I've disqualified myself because my choices. Verse 10. For he who would love life and see good days. How many of you want to love life and see good days? And I hope that's every one of us. You want to see the prescription for that? Let him, highlight that word, let him refrain, restrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. So this is the first thing, guys. When things don't go your way, you gotta learn, I gotta learn to refrain my tongue. And if I don't, I've disqualified myself from the blessing. All this is, is character development 101. Keep reading. And let him turn away from evil And do good. And you know what human nature is? It says that when you get done wrong, it says get even. Don't let them get away with that. And you'll even have people that will encourage you to do that. Look at the next one. Let him seek peace and pursue it. Did you notice something there It says I must seek peace? It doesn't say it's just not going to fall out of the sky. You're going to have to seek peace. That means you're going to have to make an effort. You're going to have to go after it. And look here at the promise. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. And his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Now I don't know about you, but I want God's eyes on me. I want his ears to hear my prayer. But I understand this fully right here. If I don't honor what God says to honor. I lose this right, I forfeit this, I disqualify myself. And every time where you're under someone's authority, it's a test. You're proving what you're going to go. Pastor, have you flunked that test? Dude, I flunked that test so many times. But I'm getting better. I'm asking God to help me. And I'm beginning because the Scriptures to understand, I play a huge part in this. My heart plays a huge part. Now, in saying that, Go back in the Old Testament to the book of Daniel, chapter number 3. Daniel, chapter 3. Listen, if you're mistreated at work, you're being treated unfairly, just realize this, you're you're setting yourself up for a reward. You're setting yourself up for a blessing if you'll choose to do what's right. And I'm going to show you some things in the Scriptures here that will prove this out. Now, I'm not telling you to obey authority when they tell you to sin. That's not what this is talking about. What do you mean? Well, years ago I heard Joyce Meyer say this, that she worked for a man that he was trying to to fraud insurance companies out of money. And he would tell her to send these fake forms in to get it. And she went to him and she said, very respectfully, I said to him, I love working here, but I will not do things that are sin. I will not do those things. And so I want to highlight this right here in this passage. This will help us. Now, here in Daniel chapter 3, there's a king named Nebuchadnezzar. And Nebuchadnezzar, he builds this massive golden image. And the decree he put over all the people that were under him, that I'm going to have all these musicians play all these different types of instruments. And when they begin to play, all of you are going to fall down and worship that golden image. And if you don't do it, then I'm going to throw you into the oven or into this fiery furnace. And so you look right here, this was the order of the king. Pick up with me here in Daniel 3, verse 8. Therefore at that time certain Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews. They spoke and they said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone hears the sound of all these music instruments. With all kinds of music, they shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon. And these are the guys named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men. O king, they have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. Now, these these Chaldeans, they think off these, these Hebrew boys. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And the reason they did it, they were jealous. They did not like them being over the fares of the prophets. And so they go in and tell the king, You set this decree up. And yet these three who you've put in position of authority here, they don't do what I ask. So look at their response here. As the story goes on, verse 13. Then Nebuchadnezzar in rage and fury gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar spoke to them, Is it true that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? So he begins to confront them. Now, this is where it gets interesting to me. Verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. Now what I want you to see there is one translation where it says, O king. It says, your majesty. And so right here, they tell him, we're not going to bow and worship any idol. Remember, that's one of the Ten Commandments. They shall not worship any other god. But I want you to notice that they did not disrespect him. They spoke to the king with honor, and they told him what was going on. And I look at this way. It may be disagreeing with someone that you're under, but you can still do that with honor. You don't have to disrespect. If you'll notice here, they didn't say, Listen, you stupid idiot. You dog, you crook. You're a sorry king. They didn't address him that way. They addressed him with honor. Verse 18. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed toward Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. Now remember what we read, Abednego. It's commendable for you when you've done what's wrong, but you've been treated unfairly. That you just keep honoring them. Well, this is what's going on. And so he said, not only turn the furnace up, boys, turn it up seven times hotter than it's going to be. Now, in saying that, I believe there's times in your life when you honor God, you're going to have some furnace experiences. You're going to have the heat where it gets turned up for you. Remember, this is character building 101, that if I fall back and I honor What God says to honor, even in the midst of being disrespected, watch what happens through all this. Verse 20. And Nebuchadnezzar commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind the three Hebrew boys. And he cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, their other garments, and they were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now that ought to get your attention real quick. You get all these army guys and they bind them and they say, okay, we're going to go throw you into the furnace, and the three guys you're going to watch cook and bake and roast in there? Nothing happens to them. But all the guys you have to sit, they all died. I mean, that ought to be an eye-opener to you. Keep reading. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste, and he spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men, into bound in the midst of the fire? And they answered and said to the king, True, O king, look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. You know what? I, I can picture all this. In this fiery furnace, he must have had a window where he could look in there and watch. And he's thinking, these three dudes, they got to be crispy critters by now. But instead he looks and he sees them walking around in there and he says to them, the fourth one, He has the appearance of the Son of God. This ungodly king. And You know what I begin to see right here? The three Hebrew boys. They didn't take vengeance of their own. They didn't go after evil for evil, reviling for reviling. You know what they said? Okay, Father God, if he's going to throw us in the fiery furnace, here you go. We're going to place it all in your hand. Verse 26. Then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and he spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants, oh, I like that, servants of the Most High, come out, come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire. And the satraps, the administrators, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together and they saw these men on whose body the fire had no power. In other words, they escaped death. And keep reading here. The hair of their head was not singed, nor were any of their garments affected, and the, fe- the smell of fire was not on them. Now, you're talking about God protecting them. This is what happens when I honor what God honors. But not only did God spare these three Hebrew boys, it became a witness to this ungodly king. Look what happens in verse 28. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying... Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now I want to end in the last verse of that chapter, verse 30. And I want you to see something. And remember guys, they didn't do what what God or what would have displeased God. They honored what God wanted, but they didn't disrespect the king. And look what happens here in verse 30. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And as I read that, I began to say, this is what God wants to do for every one of us. When we walk into the authority that God has put on this earth, and I realize that's mankind, that's human beings, but when I honor man that God has put in authority, you know what it's like? I'm honoring God Himself. And God's the one Who orchestrated everything that happens on this earth? But when I don't get in and take vengeance myself, promotion's on the horizon. Promotion will come. Even if you uh, work or you're underneath someone that's harsh to you. Now I want you to go to one more passage. Back to your left there to Proverbs 29. Proverbs 29. I'm telling you guys, I, I believe this with all my heart, that God wants to marinate us in this. That we've seen today, we're to honor all men. We're to honor the brotherhood. We're to honor our, our, our servants, our, I mean, our masters. We're to honor people. And you know what next week is? How there's got to be honor in the home. In the marriage relationship. I'm going to tell you guys, we're going to get over even on honoring our parents. That'll be the last one. But I really believe this. And, and I said this earlier. I, I had a young guy two weeks ago who made the comment. He said, Pastor, I've never heard this stuff in my life. And you know what I realized right there? We've got to teach people. We've got to teach young believers about what it is that this is God. But you know what the Lord said to me? He said, I want it to be a reminder to even you ones who've served me for years that you've gotten away from honor. And I said, yes, I have, Lord. I realized he was talking to me in that. That this got to be our, our, our seasoning right here. This got to get on the inside of us. Proverbs 29, verse 23. A man's pride will bring him low. A man's pride will bring him low. You know what the pride of man is? Ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. You may tell me, I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to do it. You know what pride says? I can do it all myself. And he tells us right here, a man's pride is going to bring him low. But the humble in spirit will retain honor. One translation says it will obtain honor. The message says humility will prepare you for honor. And so every time you're going in through one of these character-building steps in your life, you might as well understand, this humility is preparing me for honor. And I don't believe, guys, you have honor by bypassing humility. You're going to walk through some humility in life. You're going to have some fiery furnace experiences. But guess what? God is setting you up for promotion. And some of you who have been bypassed for promotion, you just keep your heart ready. You just stay focused to God. You keep honoring. And just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know what happened? The blessing of God came upon them. The blessing of God. You know, I, I know uh, Michael Terry's down here. Michael had a job interview for a uh, kind of a promotion. And I asked him this morning, did you get it? And he said, no, I didn't get it. And on the inside of me, I got tickled. I got tickled because I thought, you're in some character building situations right now. So just keep honoring God I said, All right. I'm gonna honor the boss, I'm gonna work hard. I don't have to be a rear-end kisser. I just honor God and I honor what God's put in authority, and God'll bless you. And it's quiet in here. <laughs> you guys can stand up. Stand up here every one of us in this room, God,